Welcome to the Conscious Relationship and Coupling and Parenting Summit. It's me, Lucia Gabriela, your host and producer. Today, we have the honor to introduce you an amazing, incredible woman full of passion, ecstasy, and great energy. Her name is Heather Dawn. Heather is an intimacy, touch, and relationship coach. She has been teaching Tantra for 15 years. She has also been an intuitive healer, body worker since she was nine years old. She supports people to heal and open to pleasure and to dive deep in into the relationship to connect. She's a certified Tantra educator, certified Kundalini Yoga instructor. She's been a certified massage therapist since 1989. She's a cuddle app facilitator. She's passionate about teaching people the art of intimacy through communication, touch, and Tantra, and to support them to release trauma so love and pleasure can live in the whole entire being. Thank you, Heather, for joining us today, for saying yes to this summer, and for coming and joining your wisdom and your passion with the audience today. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited to be here with you. Ah. Hey, your energy is so delicious already. I'm so excited. <laughs> So before we dive deep into the topic of conscious clearing and uh, relating, please share with us how do you start on this journey of conscious relationship? Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, I started this um, journey back in 2002 when I actually had this flashing word tantra coming into my mind. And my first initial thing was like, no, no, that's that sex thing. I don't want to deal with it. And the reason why I was fighting it, I mean, my whole life, because my mother always talked to me about sex and, you know, but she didn't. Um, but what I realized what I was resisting in having Chantra coming up is I knew there was stuff for me to heal. Being somebody that had um, sexual abuse in my past, I realized I didn't want to face it. And so what happened was I found the right teacher that a friend referred to me and I just studied with everything she did for the next nine months, year, I did everything she did. And what I found within the first five week session was I just found this deep connection. I felt what Tantra really was. I felt that there was no you, there was no me, and we just went into this beautiful, blissful state of like complete witnessing. And what I realized in that moment was my heart and soul was craving to actually be in connection with other human beings that deeply. Um, and so I've been watching my journey of my sexual healing and opening, having another teacher that supported me on how to communicate with my partner. And all of a sudden it was like, I could ask for what I want. I could ask for what I need. My body and sexuality just start opening and just being more alive. I was just letting go of the trauma. And then I started seeing, like, I immediately got somebody who was already a coach. I was coaching her on a relationship. And she was just like, you are saving my relationship. And it was just incredible to watch by simple tantric practices and communication practices and touch really bring consciousness in all those areas, how not only my life was changing, but my client's life was changing. And so I just saw how much healing there was in opening the voice and communication, like the background where most of us come from, it's like yelling, screaming, all this stuff, or, and touch is very unconscious. But to bring in conscious lovemaking, eyes open, communicating, asking for what I want and need, and watching my clients also change as I coach them, just was profound. And so 15 years later, here I am teaching erotic central massage for couples. I'm um, teaching lingam and yoni massage to couples and getting them to not only bask in their eroticism and their pleasure, but also to get them to um, just connect really deeply in communication and touch and all that yummy stuff that just is so profound and beautiful. So yeah, that's been my journey. <laughs> I love your energy. It's so delicious. And I also, because I've been, you know, I've been uh, following for, uh, to you for a while, Things have been just delicious to see your your expansion, but also your passion 
for helping others, individuals, to really get into that erotic state, and especially couples. And that's pretty much how I connected with you because I saw one of your posts, one of your events that you were hosting, and I saw that erotic massage sort of thing. I was like, wow, somebody's really doing that. How delicious. <laughs> so it's so beautiful to see that the work of, of that type of consciousness and awareness of healing is happening mm -hmm. and it's being presented in a in a very um in a beautiful way that it carries integrity and sacredness so i'm so honored to have you here today so yes conscious clearing and related that's going to be the topic for today so we're so excited and honored to learn from you today heather the presentation start now Ah, so I'm so excited to be sharing um, on this topic today of conscious clearing and relating. It's one of um, one of my passions to share this with people. I believe it um, comes from this deep place of seeing other people and in my childhood where there was lots of yelling and and shutting down and my stepdad would like go mute for three days and and my mom would just drive in her car and come back home um and i realized that was not how i wanted to relate and so i luckily found teachers that were beautiful and wonderful that showed me a different way of communicating um and so i love teaching this to friends i love teaching this to my uh, clients so many of my clients show up and they are saying that they have something wrong with their sexuality. What really is uh, fascinating is what's interesting, interesting is that it's not necessarily something going on with their sexuality as much as it is with their communication. And so what I find is when we work on the communication, the sexuality and the heart opens, and then we coach very little, I coach very little on the sexuality then, because the communication has opened the heart, has opened the sex, because there's normally blocks. And when we have those blocks, we can't be intimate, and we can't be sexual with our partners when we have something in the way. Um, and so, um, so I'm gonna give you five really simple steps that you can use in any relationship, whether it's a beloved, your wife, your husband, a friend, your colleagues, whoever it is, if you have something to clear with them, these steps are amazing. So I'm gonna tell you the setup first, and then I'm gonna tell you the steps. So first of all, you wanna ask the person, um, when can we get together? I have a clearing. I want to talk to you about something. You set aside a time. That time is really important to turn off phones and televisions. Don't answer the door. You say, we're going to be here for the next hour or two hours, whatever it is. Um, and if you do have to leave at a certain time, you make sure your partner knows or your, the person you're talking to knows that you have to leave at that time. So you're setting yourself up to succeed and setting up for a win-win situation. Um, you also want to, it's really good when you come into these kind of situations to sit and eye gaze and to breathe together and to remember that you're both on each other's side and that you're here to uh, connect heart to heart and to love each other through this process of getting things clear in a way that the other person can hear you and you can be heard. And that's really vital. Just in being heard can be very, very healing. So, um, and I always recommend to people, if you have something um, really intense to share and clear, to maybe hold hands and, you know, like I said, breathe together. The touch, especially if you're a touch-oriented person, it's really important because it grounds the person and grounds both of you and it keeps you in alignment with your human instead of getting into, oh my gosh, this person's against me. This person's actually for you. You're working together as a team. Um, and so just remember your intention, like you're wanting to cause more, more connection and more intimacy. And, um, and the big thing is taking responsibility. And that's part of this clearing that I'm going to get through um, is really taking responsibility 
for um, your own feelings, your own thoughts, your own stories, your own actions. Um, when we can do that, it just opens up a whole entire world of um, open communication and then people can relax. And um, also just remember that you, know, you always ask questions to your partner. Questions are a lot more gentle on the system than you know, accusatory. So let's get to the first step. The first step um, is you want to make sure like what the fact, what are the facts? That is the facts are what you and the other person can agree on. So let's say you were to, your partner was to call you at 8 PM and he or she just didn't, they called at 10. So the facts are you, you had a time to talk at eight and they didn't call until 10. So those are the facts is something you both can agree on. And so there's no argument in that you both agree. Um, you don't go into story, you don't go into anything, you just say the facts. The facts are you didn't, you know, we had a time to set up at eight o'clock to talk and you didn't call until um, 10 p.m. Those are the facts, that's it, really easy. Um, then what do I do with the facts? Um, this is the, this is typically the hardest thing for people to get. What's the story I tell myself? A lot of times we think, oh, well, he doesn't care, or she doesn't care. And we believe that to be true. Well, the fact is that's just a story we're telling ourselves. The story I'm telling myself, um, let's say in this situation, um, well, you didn't call. So the story I'm telling myself is that something else was more important. You didn't care. You forgot. I don't mean a lot to you. Whatever the story is, um, you tell yourself. You don't know if it's true. You just know that they didn't call and you made up a story as to, um, you know, why they didn't call, uh, you know, or a belief, or I think that you didn't call because you, you really um, believe our relationship's over. Whatever you imagine in your head, it's not the truth. Sometimes it can be, most of the time it's not, it's just that chatterbox inside our head, those little gremlins. So really getting clear on what story is, and it's really important to tell your partner what a story is also before you start, like, when you have the same language, like I tried this with my mother and I tried to explain it to her and then I, I went into the clearing. It was really funny. Didn't work because, um, <laughs> yeah, she uh, didn't understand what story was. And so it's really important to let them know, like, I know this might not be true, but this is what I told myself. And so you're being conscious and responsible in your words and your story. And then your emotion. And a lot of people think of emotion as um, when you say, I feel like I feel you took advantage of me. That's not a feeling. A feeling is happy, sad, glad, mad, um, afraid. Those are emotions. Even emotions are not I'm confused or frustrated. Those are mental things. So, um, and if you you want a list of um, emotions, you can go to like NVC, nonviolent communication, and they have a list of um, emotions that you can work with. But then you say, you know, the fact is you didn't call. And at first, I really um, wondered if you were um, if you were okay. But then, when you didn't call, you didn't call. I got really angry, and then I got sad because I thought, "Wow, what what if you know?" I just got really sad because of maybe a story. And then you go back, and I that my story was because I thought maybe we we're over. And it's really clear to get into your emotions and not the story. A lot of times, when we say emotions, we go into stories. So. Be really clear on that. And then what do you want and what do you need? Like sometimes people just need to be heard and that's all you need. And that's just healing right in and of itself. Um, also, um, sometimes you need to ask for what you want and need and make a request. This is a great place to do it. What I want is for you to really hear me and um, hear where I'm at. And what I'd like um, is to know your side. I'd like to know what happened, why, why you didn't call until 10 p.m. And I would love to make a request, and that request would be, um, I would love it if the next time you um, couldn't call when we had a time set, if you could at least text me and say, I can't talk right now. I'll talk to you later, something. and and. You just put that out there. They don't answer right right then. 
they're just really consciously listening. And it's something to let you know through this whole process, if you're really, really charged and really, really triggered, it's really good to speak in really short sentences. And it's really good for your partner to speak back what you said. So they're, they're really hearing you and you're really hearing them hear you because sometimes our past and stuff can get in the way. So you can repeat exactly what they say. It's best word for word, but as long as they get the idea and they can repeat back what you said, it's really important, especially when it's a really charged situation. And then what do I own? This is really, 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 really important. Um, what do I take responsibility for? What is mine? So maybe when they didn't call, you went into your childhood thing where your mom or dad didn't come through with you um, on something, or maybe they said they were going to be there for you in kind of some kind of situation, you know, take you to Disneyland or, or call you and let you know that they're on their way home. And, and they never did. And it brings up that anxiousness, that um, out of controlness, that sadness, that anger. And so what can you take responsibility for? And also your story as in, um, what do I own? Oh, I, I always seem to go back to this thing that says, um, I'm not enough or they're going to leave me. That's what you can own as well, your story. And so it's really good to own like what, what it is for you, um, what's going on. Because what happens is when we take responsibility and when we own our stuff, the other person can relax and they can just go, oh, wow, okay, I get where you're coming from. Oh, wow, you're taking ownership. You're taking responsibility. That's awesome. It doesn't mean all the responsibilities off the other person. It just means you're owning your feelings. You're owning your story. You're owning whatever um, issues you have of your past that may have supported you in being triggered in this situation. Now, when you're done, the other person gets to come back and they not might not be able to do all the steps, but they can do some, they can come back with when they come back to what are the facts? Wow. You know, they can thank you. And then you can say, um, the facts are my mother called me, um, 15 minutes before, um, I was supposed to call you and I couldn't get off the phone with her. Um, actually that couldn't get off the phone with her is more of, um, something else. But the facts are my mother called 15 minutes before, um, my story is I couldn't get off the phone with her. Um, I was really anxious because I really wanted to call and talk to you um, and felt like I couldn't. Um, what I need is for you to hear me and for you to get that I really wanted to be there. And yes, to answer your question, yes, I will text you from now on. And what I own in this is that I realize I have a disempowerment with my mother and that I can't seem to um, get off the phone with her when I really should have like gotten off the phone, called you or text you and said, Hey, I can't talk right now. Um, but um, I'll call you later when I got off the phone with my mom. So that's what I own. And, and then, you know, he can answer, he or she can answer the question of like, yes, I, in the future, I can do this. Um, so that's a beautiful context of like the whole entire five steps. It, I recommend that you plan on doing, you know, taking an hour to do a clearing, um, especially the first time and it gets easier and easier. I've gotten it down where I can do clearing sometimes as little as three minutes. Um, and it's just a really great way also to process things with yourself, like and say, oh, wow, this is my story. And sometimes you can clear it on your own and you don't even have to talk to your partner. So this is only one part of my work. So I want to share with you like a few other things about uh, conscious relating. So remember, everybody has a viewpoint. Um, and just know that, um, like anything, you can have your own viewpoint and your partner can have your own viewpoint and, and just know that there's always two, um, sides to each story and situation. And remember that you can be angry with somebody and you can still love them just because somebody's angry at you doesn't mean that there's not love and you can really come back to that beautiful place of like, wow, okay, I'm angry and I still love you or they're, they're angry at me right now, but you know, they still love me. Um, and remember to come back to asking questions and instead of accusing your partner or your friends, because really when we ask questions, we can kind of understand, we can understand them better and we kind of get an idea of where they're coming from.
Um, yes, and this just also honors yourself and honors them, you know, in the whole entire thing and, and letting go of the yelling, letting go of the accusatory, letting go of the meaning making machine that we have in our minds that we seem to um, live by sometimes and really learn to be a great listener. So that's only one part of my work. Um, I want to share with you um, a special, a few specials. Um, I work with people on Tantra, whether it's I'm coaching them on the relationship or I'm, so sometimes it's breath work and eye gazing and conscious touch. And I'm doing this whole entire day of intimacy and love where you get to choose from a number of different things and it's really specialized to you and your needs with your partner whether that's conscious touch or you want to learn how to give your partner sacred spot or a lingam massage for healing and pleasure different strokes to pleasure your partner um, learning how to speak your truth with love um, getting into your erotic sensual self you know, I teach classes on how to use your whole entire body to massage your partner. And so that can be part of this beautiful day. I can teach you that um, or do body work and show you guys. A lot of people, a lot of couples will come to me and go, I don't know how to pleasure my partner. I don't know how to uh, give my partner just a therapeutic massage. And so I can, I step in and since I know like that, art of touch and the touch is so healing, whether it's erotic, sensual, sexual touch, or whether it's just holding, embracing, cuddling touch. And so I guide you through um, what is for you guys is highest good of like having this erotic, sensual, beautiful, connected, communicative um, day. And you spend the whole day with me. It's in my home. I can also come to you, but there's travel fees involved there. And then I can also do this via Skype. You know, um, I can coach you one on two um, via Skype and take you through the same work. I, I can't do body work, but I can guide you through connecting more deeply, communicating more deeply, getting back into your love for each other and falling more deeply in love with each other and enlivening your relationship. I love this. It's just so beautiful. And I can do that in um, a package where you come to me for five sessions. You can see at the, uh, at the bottom um, where, you know, I do a lot of trauma release as well, whether that's one of the partners or both partners, and I can show you how to hold space for your partner when stuff comes up and um, to really hold space. So I want to invite you um, to any one of these. I also, I have workshops every single month, either on a yoni massage, lingam massage, body dance massage, um, cuddle up, I do one cuddle up a month, sometimes two in the winter because most people want to connect more deeply. Um, I am looking to add some work, um, two to three day workshops as well as um, base work, which is working with the first chakra. And I can go into more detail with that if you're interested. My information, um, if you want to find me on Facebook, you can see my group at the bottom. Um, my name, Heather Ray Dawn, is on Facebook. My website is The Ecstatic Body, and that's my phone number. So um, love to talk to you about my work, either one-on-one -on -one or you and your partner. I can create a whole entire weekend for you if you wanted to also do that as well. And um, I look forward to connecting with you. So... Thank you, Heather. That was amazing. I appreciate all the goodness that you share. So were you talking about um, the first um, aspect of what are the facts? And before you do all the processing of communicating with your partners and clearing all that stuff, for example, when you mentioned um, the, 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 the example of like that person has not called you on the phone and what if the person has lied? Like, how do you how how do you can um, tell if the person has lied, and and what people can do about it? Like, when it comes to lie issue. Mm. Well, you can't do anything about it if the person you're talking to is lying. You just you can't. You have to go with your gut instinct um, on like what feels really really right for you. And if what they're saying doesn't feel like it's in alignment, then you need to make a decision from there. Because 
we're hoping that you're in a relationship that you can believe what they say. But if they are somebody that does lie, you have to go with your own gut instinct and trust yourself in that. And that's really part of self-love. Um, yeah, really part of self-love of taking care of your gut instinct in that. And there are people out there that lie. I, I know one guy that he didn't lie about big things. He lied about small things and his partner just couldn't handle it. And just said, no, I need you to speak to me the truth all the time. And when we're talking about the gut instinct, it's like it's important to you know that, you know, many times we practice this. It's something that you practice constantly to really be sure what your gut is telling you. But not everybody's there. Right. Uh, we have people that they don't trust themselves. Like they, they're just studying the journey of self-love. They're just starting to become more conscious and aware of who they are and, and knowing that they are empath or intuitive and following that and trusting. And they still have some issues about it. What could be one of the practical tools that you can share with our community when it comes to, uh, you know, trusting your instinct, trust, trusting you, your gut? Mm. Well, a lot of people, they try to make a decision really fast. And so I get people to really breathe and actually breathe all the way down into their belly and into their sex. And I get them to really listen. I actually have them put their hand on their yoni or their lingam and yoni is their vagina or vulva and their, um, or lingam is their penis. And I get them to put their hand on their lower belly because these are your power centers. Really, I mean, your power center is higher up, but it's like, it's your power center to make decisions. And so you can just close your eyes and breathe into those areas and just feel like what their truth is because what happens and when we go into stress or whatever, we actually kind of clinch into the, um, uh, go into the clinching of the lower belly and into the sex. And so what we want is to loosen that place up and be able to listen deeply. There's a lot of processes I take people through with, for um, self-love. You know, a lot of mirror work. I get them to like really listen to themselves by seeing themselves in the mirror. Or, you know, self-love is huge when I'm working with people, um, especially women one-on-one. Um, getting them to fall in love with themselves. And as they fall in love with themselves, sometimes even just physically, the self-love and the intuition just starts coming up and just starts coming out and bubbling up because it's like, you know, a lot of times we're blocked in so many ways because we don't love ourselves on some level, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, intellectually. And so when we can really start listening to our body, our body actually is our guide and our listening to our emotions. They're a guide to our truth. And so slowing down, taking long, deep breaths, getting into our belly, getting into our sex and like just listening and feeling into that, that really tells us our truth. And that's a really great place to also just start learning to trust ourselves and getting into our power center, which is our solar plexus. Beautiful. Yes, I'm just taking some notes, like always. I always recommend everyone to take note. <laughs> so I love that you uh, bring in this uh, concept of like getting into your power center and really connect with your power center on a physical level where you put your hands in there, not just the vision of it, because it brings like a different level of uh, intimacy with self. And I love that aspect of self-love too, it's just that it's the foundation of our own awakening, our own awareness, and the foundation for us to give ourselves permission to be and just be and explore all of all aspects of ourselves, you know. And it's beautiful to bring that work in, in, in couples and in people to start loving themselves more. Beautiful. Yes. So when somebody um, has had the issue of Again, back to the example of the timing, uh, not calling at the specific time that it was agreed upon. Um, when is the perfect time to address this? Because sometimes we make the mistake that we try to approach this in a very, like, in the state that we are, like, of anger, resentment, and all those emotions bubbling up. Mm -hmm. And we create more of the chaos than anything else. So when do you recommend 
that people take the time to address this and how to address it properly, where bring more consciousness, awareness, more presence, and even more, you know, the, the, the solution could be juicy too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, that's a really good question because seriously, like they call at 10 p.m. and then you lay into them, like, oh, I need to talk to you now about this. Well, they might be wiped out from that conversation. So, um, the really good time is you just say, hey, I'm, I really need to share something with you um, and clear something with you. When's a good time? That is when you know a good time is. You want to wait until you've calmed down some. If you're really highly charged, that is not the time to be having a conversation. You want to go for a walk. You want to like dispel it. You want to maybe you know, beat up a pillow or something and get some emotional release. You want to... You know, there's, you know, the trauma work that I do, I get people really in their emotions and in their body beating the crap out of a pillow or something to get them really owning and honoring themselves so they can release all those emotions and then they can come back to their partner and go, now I'm ready to talk. When can we talk? Then you set up a time and you're, you, that's why it's also the really beautiful steps of like eye gazing together and holding hands and breathing with each other. And if eye gazing is too much, you can sit back to back and breathe with each other. Um, because that that reminds us that our, our partner or our friend is, is um, human and that we really actually love them and that we are on the same side. And so, um, so I recommend calming yourself before you come into partnership to have these kind of communications. And that could be a few hours, that could be an hour, that could be a few days. You don't want to hang on to it too long. Like I, I tell people, if you're triggered by something, I personally like to talk about it within relationship within 24 hours, no longer than three days, because the more we harbor these things, the more we can create that story to be bigger and bigger in our system. And so we want to just kind of have some alone time, go for a walk, um, and get some emotions out and then come back and go, is this a good time to talk? I really just need to get this off my chest and, and where you're able to be in your heart, even if you're nervous. Like nervousness is natural when you're doing clearings. Like my friends are like, oh my gosh, you always talk about the hard stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but how amazing is it afterward to get it out? Beautiful. So the dynamic that I'm listening is for couples who may be living together, but we have couples in the audience also, they are, they're not living together, so they're not going to see each other. So the beautiful practice of like being eye gazing is not going to happen and back to back breathing is not going to happen. So how can you do when the person is not living with you and you haven't seen that person? And also what if they are avoiding you? Well, if somebody's avoiding you, you can't do anything about that. You know, it's like you have to choose, like, do you want to be in a relationship where they're avoiding you? You know, for me, it's like that's, that, you know, that's the question to really be asking yourself in that. It's like, wow, do you want to be in a relationship where they're avoiding you instead of, like, really showing up? And the fact is if you have these tools, there'll be less chances of avoidance because what happens is I'm not attacking you or you're not attacking me, but we're actually having a conversation. Um, so, and then what do you do if, you know, maybe you're long distance or maybe um, you're just not going to see each other for another week and you don't want to keep that inside. I highly recommend getting on something like a Skype call somewhere where you can see each other if that's possible um, with so many different ways to actually have a visual connection you can get on the phone and, and like this, and you know, we can just, <sighs> maybe even start with a, some appreciations. And the appreciations are actually, you know, um, good for both parties. It's not just one way. It's literally like, wow, I, I, I want to remember what I appreciate about you before we go into this because I want you to know I really care and love you. And that's the thing that we're talking clearings, but I mean, sometimes I'm coaching people on the hard stuff as in like, I'm in love with you. Like some people are having mm -hmm. their time with that. You don't have to go through the clearing model for that. But it's like, you know, some people are having a hard time speaking that way. You know, the, what we would consider the positive emotions too. 
Um, so yes, I would say get on Skype and do it that way. If it's if it's like you have to do it now and there's no way of getting on something where you can see each other, you can do it over the phone. Do not do not communicate via text or writing because that is the worst way to communicate and to cause things to be so much worse. Even when you put the story down, even all that stuff, even if they're really um, versed in this, it can still bring up a lot of stuff because we don't know tone. Tone and expression is so important because you can say, I mean, it's like looking at your cat and going, bad cat, bad cat. That's not going to know you're, you know, or you're, you're saying, good cat, good cat. Cat's not going to know, you know, cats read energy. You know, so you want to know like what their expression is, what you're feeling from them, and this and the other, and hearing the tone. So that is a really good way to do that, and you're breathing and connecting with each other. Um, I even recommend to people like some sometimes, depending if they can do it healthy, because of the emotional release stuff I do with people, they can be in the same room using no words. Um, like let's say they do a clearing. I did this actually with one of my friends. I did a clearing, but there was still all this tension in the room. And so he and I just wrestled um, and to get the energy out. Or you can take a pillow and just beat it on the floor, beat up the pillow, and you're not, but you're not saying any words. But it's healthy for you to just get out the residue of the energy um, that's still built up in your system. But it doesn't, I mean, you could do that via Skype too. <laughs> beat up a pillow. But you know what? Use gibberish if you're going to use words. I I totally resonate with you because one of the things that sometimes when I have clients showing up and for the session they're like so emotional, wrecked sometimes that just like go and just scream loud. They're like, no, my neighbor's going to hear me. Just get the emotion out and just get it out of your system. It's just, yeah. it's okay. It is okay. And what I love is that you're bringing up the aspect of energy. And for audience, we have to, audience, I will invite audience to really be present with themselves to understand that we beyond physical beings, we are energy. And, you know, it's like if your energy is not aligned and it's like all over the place, the other person is going to feel it. There's a part of your brain that actually feel your energy more than anything. I love that. Um, I show clips in you in uh, Facebook about these author about the Rosie's book that it was interviewed by Oprah. That she had like a a, a paralysis part of her body and one part of her brain. And what she was noticing that she was sharing with Oprah is that when she was in recovery, she, because one part of her brain I don't remember clearly which one was it, but one part of her brain. Uh, that got paralyzed, it was about time, like about memories of the past, but also it was about energy sensation. Mm -hmm. And she said that, um, well, that one got paralyzed, but she said that the other one that was activated because it was the energy sensation, she was able to feel the energy of people at the amplified level that she had never experienced it before. And she will actually ask people to check their energy before they get into their room. If they were carrying on any kind of like crappy energy, bad energy on Africa of like emotions and triggers of feeling like all over the place, do not see her. Yeah. She was so strict about it because her body, like she could feel everything energetic yeah. that she had never felt before. Yeah. So and for audience, just become aware that just because you don't see it, you feel it, and it maybe if you're not, you know, like some of us, like we practice this energy, like Heather and I, like we maybe even do some sexual, you know, energy exchanges and things like that, and flow energy back and forth. We can even do that in camera and just like share an energy. Just because we have practiced it, we know, you know, this how valuable this is it for you if you're just new to this. Just become aware that every word you say, every thought that you have, or you filter everything. Is an energetic component, and you must become the master of sensing that energy and expressing it in the proper way. Not just for yourself, but for the people that come, you know, you come into the room with them, into the relationship. So I love that you mentioned that about energy. Yeah, energy is really important. Um, so I remember 
uh, with a family member, his voice was really calm and he was talking to me, but his energetics were screaming at me. And it was funny because I talked to his wife later on and he, she's like, yeah, he gets that way. Because I was like, you're yelling at me, but you have this calm voice. And energetically, he was so pent up and wound up about the situation that he, he had all that charge. And, you know, with Tantra, it's really beautiful. Yeah, because we can run energy. We can have energetic orgasms and we can get into our body and we can do that. You and I could do it like right now on the, this. <laughs> oh, yeah. yes. You know, it's just like so beautiful. And so it's almost like a, a different relationship. Like there's like the physical and then there's the emotional and then there's the energetic and there's just so many different bodies to like we can connect mm. with. So that, energy, energy. energy and just let it run. <laughs> okay, you, now you wouldn't say two women having energetic bliss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dance is always a good place to get into our body. So, you know, if you have stress over, oh, I'm going to talk to this person, you can dance, put some music on, kind of go wild in your living room, have an anger dance as well, and then come back mm. into your bliss and your pleasure and like oh, self-pleasure and whatever you need to do to, come <sighs> to actually have a connection with your partner. Self-pleasure is sometimes a really good thing to get back into your body, like, yeah. and dance. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This is why <sighs> just physical sex is not all, guys. You know, being in a relationship just to try to get that physical connection is not all. Yeah. There's so much here that we have to offer, and then you are able and capable to turn it on, you know, all the way. So ah, I'm just turning into that. <laughs> yeah. When somebody's really energetically connected, it's like I had an ex boyfriend that he was just, he could walk in the space, I could be angry. It's so funny. I didn't get angry with him, but one or two times in our whole entire relationship. And it was just like, he would sit down on the couch and he would just put the back of his hand to my, my leg. And my whole system, as we talked, would just drain all everything out just because he was energetically not fighting me. He was just listening and just like pouring energy. And, you know, because we are so energetically connected, like energy is like powerful. Like we can use it also, you know, people can go into the, the negative of energy, like, like the black magic and all that stuff of energy. But like when you use it for good to ground and be in bliss and be in your pleasure and be in your yumminess and connect with your partner and have eye, eyes open lovemaking and to connect on that deep, open, beautiful level and to communicate on that energetic level too. Like what's your body saying? What's your, what's your breath saying? Just get into all of that. It's like, hmm. Yeah. And coming back to like the, you know, having sex just physically. Well, um, once people get into Tantra, it's like they kind of like take their sexual um, nature to a different level where you can't really make love anymore with just the physical. Not that you can't have that animal, animal raw, just, you know, having hands. You can have that, but you can have it on an energetic and physical level where the heart and everything's involved. But when it's just physical, it's like the body doesn't get as turned on. And so yeah. I love like when I'm teaching, like especially women, or some men, like teaching them about making love to themselves and include the whole body, including the energy, including, you know, whether you want to have an actual climax or whatever, great. If you don't, just have that energy running through your body and teaching them different strokes for their whole body, including their sex and getting out of the the normal way of like self-pleasuring and getting into the whole body. Like yeah, and the whole or energetic orgasms are like more for me I, I dive into that. I love that more than just the physical one. The physical's a great, a great experience. But I like I prefer to be in a state where it's like so energetic that it's like like you can be soaking there for hours and hours and and then you just don't know what to you know, it's just like, <laughs> like you're just giving you high. <laughs> you're buzzing. You're, my whole body is buzzing. And it feels like <laughs> 10, 20 around my physical being. It's like the aura is just so open. Your energy is so open. And you're like, whoa. And you might be standing across the room from your partner and be like, 
oh my God, I'm just having the greatest energetic sex right now. Oh my God. Nobody else knows except for the person that might be walking by looking at my experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just like, just, just a beautiful bliss of just being in connection with the wholeness of yourself. It's, it's just beautiful. And when, when uh, before we wrap it up, I just, when you were talking, an insight came up too that, you know, in, 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 in my relationship, even with my daughter, in, in our relationship, we, um, because I have been coming so in tune with the energy that I carry, the vibration of the words, that I'm changing my vocabulary every day. And, and you know, that consciousness and that, you know, awareness with who we are. I have, um, I have come in tune, like, when, when I'm, like, upset or I'm, like, I have, you know, yes, I do get upset. I do get bitchy. I, sometimes I have my emotional triggers and things like that. I take me frozen maybe an hour to do so. Uh, to to calm down and to ground, to allow myself to feel myself. And, and when I'm in that moment of my triggers or frustrations or whatever is happening, and especially when it's like, you know, I've been triggered by either one, my partner or my daughter, I actually communicate clearly. I say, you know, clearly I said, my energy right now is not expansive to you. Don't take it against you. It's not against you. It is for me right now that my energy needs to feel like I need to take care of myself and ground. So you may feel that I'm pulling away from you because it's like my whole energy is there. So when I communicate that my energy is like pulling in, they they become aware that it's not against them, but it's like I need my time to do my yeah. alchemy. And they don't, and I find that they don't feel kind of like projection or, oh, mommy's upset. Like, that I'm communicating verbally we have we usually do this like we try to be on and on I try to do alchemy but but people are sensing that and that pulling away from them that they may they create a story so I'm like oh she's mad at me she's angry at me I'm like rejected oh she's not she, she's just avoiding me she's annoying me you know whatever so for me another another one is to really communicate when you need that space and let them aware that you energy is pulling in and it's not against them, it's for you. It's for you to ground and be present. Yeah, that's a really great, a really great example of communication, which is really awesome. Another, I, I love that. I'm glad you brought that up because there's also the communication of like, so when, so, you know, when I was in relationship and I was having, I have my period, I would tell them like, okay, today, just let you know, I might be acting like this. And I just want to let you know. And that's, this is why. And it's great to like set our relationships up to succeed, you know, because our energetic body, like, you know, you need to get stuff done. So you're pulling all your energy in to like get that stuff done. Well, you can't be being in five different places, helping everybody else when you need to do that. Well, same with our cycles. We need to like really take care of our body and take care of ourselves and not be spread out um, all over the place. As well as like what I find is fascinating also is like there's times that like I go for a self-care trip, trip and I'm just focusing on me. And what happens is like I get no phone calls. I get hardly any texts or emails or all this stuff. The moment I'm back, like this happened this last week, I was out. I was just off the grid for seven full days. I came back on Sunday night. Monday, my energy opened. And it was like my workshop on, on this uh, sacred tantric massage sold out that day just because my, my energy opened. It was just like, it's just powerful to watch how when we're energetically closed and we're not, you know, open, like everything just kind of closes with us. Like, you know, your, yeah, your family could very easily go, oh, well, she's mad at me. I've done something wrong. When really, it's like, no, I'm taking care of myself. And it's good to communicate those things. Yay. Yes. And, and it is powerful for anyone who is an entrepreneur. Actually, if you practice this in your marketing or even in your co-creations, like when you expand your energies, like this is a practice. Like I, I resonate with you because when I am not having clients in or I'm not attracting anything, it's because I know something within myself is like, is like here and just focusing on the now and I'm honoring that. And then boom, I came out. It's like, oh great, this creation is happening. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, amazing. We could talk forever, but. I, <laughs> but I want to add one thing. is like when you know something about yourself, 
let the people around you know. And that's what I love what you just said is because when we do know something about ourselves, it's great to like set everybody up to win-win. So anyway, I just want to like say that because some people forget that they know certain things about themselves. And it's like, you know, I, I, I sometimes tell people like, oh, well, I get a little edgy around this. So just, you know, and they're, they can agree or disagree to do that. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. That's great. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. We learned so much and we share so much. And thank you so much again. Thank you. Um, it's been awesome. You're amazing. Yes. Thank you too. We have a reflection of each other. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I forgot what to do next. But anyway. <laughs> great thing about energy. There's so much great thing about energy. It's safe sex. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyway. Awesome. <laughs> beautiful. I love this. Love you. This has been beautiful. Thank you. Love you so much. Thank <sighs> you. Appreciate you again. Um, I even forget your name. <laughs> Heather Ray Dawn. R-H-E-A. My website is theecstaticbody.com. My phone number is 424-222-2517. You can find me on Facebook, uh, Heather Ray Dawn, R-H-E-A is my middle name, or The Ecstatic Body. And I look forward to seeing you soon. <laughs> Thank you again. I'm so glad that you still have your information in there because I'm like, I'm there. <laughs> you went into the energetic planes. <laughs> I went into the energetic planes. I'm like, I'm trying to ground. <laughs> Delicious. Oh my God, delicious. <laughs> it had been delicious to spend time with you, Heather. I appreciate you so much. And thank you for our audience for tuning in today. And I appreciate you again. And hopefully you uh, gain some tools and some insight and maybe experience a breakthrough. Who knows, right? So thank you again so much. I love you. And take care of yourself. You. See you in the next episode. Bye.